Good morning and welcome to St Ninian's Church service. My name is Anne Thompson and it's my privilege to lead worship today. The theme of our service today is a time to serve. In our reading from Mark, we hear Jesus give his disciples a simple instruction as they struggle to know how best to serve and follow Jesus. So let's listen and Douglas will read from the Gospel of Mark. Today's reading is from Mark's Gospel, chapter 10, verses 35 to 45. Then James and John, the son of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, he said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. What do you want me to do for you, he asked. They replied, let one of us sit at your right hand and the other at your left in your glory. You don't know what you're asking, Jesus said. Can you drink the cup I drink and be baptised with the baptism I'm baptised with? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, You will drink the cup I drink and be baptised with the baptism I'm baptised with. But to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. When the ten heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. Jesus called them together and said, You know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. You need to change the password, Douglas said. I put down my coffee, which I'd just taken a sip of, and I looked out of the window across the beautiful Loch Slagachan. Change the password, I thought. Hmm. So I had no idea what the password was or why I would need a password to access the instructions on how to enter the little cottage that we had rented in Skye for a week a cottage that we'd booked for many years and never, as far as I was aware, needed a password before. Maybe they've got a key safe and we need the code. We'd broken our journey and stopped at the Slagachian Hotel for a coffee um, to use their Wi-Fi to check the email about entry to the cottage. They had a good signal, so we changed the password and waited. I wondered where the mask was that would enable this technology and how everywhere you go now you have to have a laptop these days. Ping. We eagerly scanned the screen for the crucial instructions for gaining entry to the cottage, a wee, warm, inviting cottage that was only an hour's drive away. It read, The key for the door is under the long plant pot at the front door. So obviously I'm trusting all of you not to divulge that information. So nothing had changed. It was a simple instruction. The key was there, where it always was. But we'd had to engage in all this technology and test our cognitive ability just to have this simple piece of information divulged to us. So I thought about that experience when I read this passage in Mark today. I have sympathy with the disciples in this passage. If you remember, in Mark 8, Jesus foretells his death for the first time. This comes right out of the blue, after Peter declares him to be the Messiah and rebukes Jesus. But Peter doesn't know what it means for Jesus to be the the Messiah. 
It's hard for him to accept that it's God's will for Jesus to die. Jesus replies by warning him not to tell everyone. He didn't want to get their hopes up. He tells them that he will suffer and die and calls on them to take up their cross and follow in his footsteps. Remember, the disciples are the very first followers of Jesus. They see him for who he is, but not what it means yet to be Christ. Again, we see in in chapter 9, he refers to his death and resurrection. But the disciples are too afraid to question him. It's really hard for them to accept that it's God's will for Jesus to die. Just before our reading today, Jesus foretells his death for the third time. Each time, you will note, he includes the promise of resurrection, but they don't seem to hear. But what happens this time are the requests from James and John. For Jesus to do something for them. It seems unbelievable, naive and hurtful, very selfish and a stupid thing to say to us now. But I've come to have sympathy for the much maligned John and James. Having been told again that his messianic identity is about suffering and death and resurrection, they ask if they can sit on his left and right side. In your glory, they say. They get that Jesus is the real deal, but they don't understand the nature of the deal. They haven't really got it, have they? They don't get that it's not about how smart and righteous or holy you are. In fact, it's not about them. It's about Jesus and it's about others. If we try to put ourselves in their shoes, they imagine that Jesus is going to come and overthrow the the repressive Roman Empire and put an end to the Pax Romanus and free all the Israelites. But how, how is he going to do that? The only means available at that time was raising an army and going to war with the Romans and driving out the the religious hierarchy, which is, if you think about it, no mean feat. So we've seen in the central chapters 8 to 10 of Mark, he paints a picture of the disciples for us that's only partially understanding exactly who they are and who who they've been with for the last three years. The disciples have given up a lot and followed Jesus even when it was hard. Maybe they were looking for a sense of belonging and purpose. And yes, a reward for what they saw was was their loyalty. How do you think we would have responded? So let's be honest. Jesus responds, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink or be baptised with the baptism I am baptised with? And James and John reply, we are able. Really? How on earth did they miss the clear references to Jesus' death further back down the road? No, the bold James and John reply with confidence that of course they can share in what Jesus will be doing. Jesus goes on. You will drink the cup I drink and be baptised with the baptism I am baptised with. But to sit at my right or left hand is not not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. Jesus suggests that they will taste death just as he will. 
We know at the time of Mark's Gospel being written that James is the first disciple to be killed by Herod Agrippa. But here Jesus uses baptism and the cup as symbols symbols of belonging to God. In being baptised, we belong to God. The cup we share together at communion as the body of Christ. He's telling us that though our journey through life is perilous, we must never forget how beloved we are and never cease to be God's beloved children. So back to the passage in Mark. Jesus goes on to clarify, thankfully, and explains that he is a servant Messiah and to follow him means, well, to be a servant. He says, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant and whoever wants to be first must be a slave first. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So Jesus passes on this simple piece of information. Not come to be served, but to serve. He is underlining the importance of service as a core value of the kingdom of God. So throughout Mark, Jesus discloses more about his identity and his ultimate fate. He also describes what it means to join him. So what does it mean to join him? Before we were known as Christians, we were disciples or learners. So we should all have an L plate on our backs. We have joined those early learners, the Peters, the James, the Johns, the Marys of the early church and dedicated our lives to serve Jesus Christ. Men and women together. Paul famously said, and you must imitate me just as I imitate Christ. I know personally that I grow more and I learn more when I'm helping others. It takes the focus off ourselves and places it on Christ and others where it belongs. So we've seen where the early disciples have made mistakes, but in Jesus' hands, through his teaching and example, they become tremendous assets, taking the gospel throughout the world. The call to discipleship, to service, is an invitation to everyone, to you and I. The destination is the same but the path will look different depending on individuals' talents and situations. But it's never a path that's meant to be travelled alone. We are each of us, whether we're aware of it or not, accompanying each other on this journey as brothers and sisters of Christ. We are ordinary people who have been given an extraordinary mission. And you don't need a password. We can go forward with confidence that we can make a tremendous contribution to the building of the kingdom of God. I will leave you with that thought today.
God of miracles and wonders, we live in an age when it is harder than ever to be astonished. Never before in human history have we known so much, been able to do so much, and taken so much for granted. Electricity, space travel, supersonic flight, telephone, cars, the internet are all old hat. We no longer have to rise from our chairs to see exotic creatures from distant lands. We can travel virtually through ocean depths and even go as tourists into space. Creator of all we know and of our capacity to go on learning, restore our sense of wonder if you can. Help us to grow down, as Jesus said we should, and become like little children, so that we can praise you as you deserve and learn to trust you as we must, if we are not to have too big or too small a sense of our own importance. And lest we forget just how privileged we are, we pray with sadness and shame for those in our modern world of wonders who would count it a miracle to have clean running water, a mosquito net, vaccination against disease, a worthwhile job to do, a safe home to live in and food to give their children every day. God of the poor, champion of justice, we pause to think about what we have just said and what it might mean for us if the good things of this earth were to be shared fairly among all. Give us compassion, we pray, not just a warm, fuzzy feeling, but a costly resolve to live and work for the day when your kingdom comes and your will is done here on earth, when debts are cancelled, daily bread is a given, and your name is honoured in our lives, as well as our prayers. For all these things we pray in the words you taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Go deliberately and thoughtfully with Christ in your heart, in your soul and in your mind, and you will serve God by serving others, because you can do no other. to the local food bank every Sunday from 1pm till 2.30pm at the front door of the church and given the recent reduction of £20 a week in universal credit your donations are needed more than ever The Boys Brigade, the Anchor Boys that's primary 1 to primary 3 start back on Wednesday the 20th of October at 6pm Junior section and company section will hopefully start soon after If you or anyone you know would like to volunteer to help then please contact us 
Girls Brigade are finalising their plans to return and details will be available soon. The Kirk Session will meet in person on the 25th of October at 7pm in the Church Hall. Face masks will be required. Hope Cafe, supporting mental health and well-being, will restart on Thursday the 21st of October, initially from 10am to 1pm. Anyone who might want to volunteer to help, please contact Bob Miller. We're having a craft fair on Saturday the 6th of November from 10am till 2pm. Contact Bob Miller for stalls. Tickets will be available from next week or pay at the door. Entry including tea and cake is £3. Bags for donations of clothes are available at the church. These will be uplifted on Thursday the 28th of October. So if you could bring your bags to the service on Sunday the 24th of October or drop them off at the food bank between 1 and 2.30pm on the same day, that would be very helpful. Remember, all important information about what's happening at St Narains over the next few weeks will be on the website at saint-narains-stonehouse.org.uk or on our Facebook page. Just search for at St Narains Church Stonehouse. All our services are still available online as a video and a podcast. Links are on the website. And you can listen by telephone by calling 01698 7555 33.